Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It's 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 5.77 and a half. January soybeans up five and three quarters at 12.82 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up 13 and three quarters at 8.36. December Kansas City wheat up 11 and three quarters at 8.45 and three quarters. December spring wheat is up 13 cents at 10.40. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review review on that Apple app in particular could use some more uh, reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like these videos. Um, Help me to grow this thing. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. We're getting close to 3,200. I I think we can do it here over the course of the next several months. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. Check out the subscription service, $49.99 a month. This is a standalone product. It includes my morning email text message service, subscriber-only videos, all of my grain marketing recommendations. This is a monthly deal. Uh, no other fee, no other obligation. Cancel it at any time. Won't try to sell you anything else. I promise. Certainly check that deal out. Lots of chatter going around regarding China and soybeans. Um, we saw this stuff start late last week, and it's been on. I mean, there's always chatter regarding China and soybean purchases. But last uh, Friday, we saw this chatter regarding, you know, 10 or 15 cargoes of U.S. beans. And then uh, on Monday, there was this virtual meeting between uh, President Biden President Biden and China's President Xi. And for some reason, you know, the meeting was Monday. For some reason, these last couple of days, it seems like there's there's some talk that that maybe there's going to be some correlation between that meeting and more soybean purchases. So the the specifics here, the, the stuff that I've seen, like another two or three million metric tons between now and maybe mid-January and, and different things that I've read suggested different amounts and different timeframes. But in any case, I think that the trade is very much expecting more uh, Chinese soybean purchases. Now, we did see uh, a few purchases confirmed this week. There was one actually uh, to China yesterday that was a smaller purchase, 132000 And then we saw some sales to unknown destinations earlier in the week. So we have seen some buying, but I think that the trade is very much expecting more buying. And that's the reason why you've seen this nearby uh, January soybean contract rally more than a dollar from last week's lows. It's been really, really impressive. Um, Even if China does come in and say they buy two or three million metric tons of beans in the next six weeks, uh, we are 16 and a half million metric tons below last year's pace in terms of export commitments. So you're going to need to see that and then more than that if we're to avoid um, you know, more bushels on the balance sheets because of a reduced export number. I think that that's coming. I, I don't know that we ever play catch up here totally, but uh, we may see some more purchases. U.S. ethanol production strong again last week. Weekly output 1.06 million barrels per day. That was up 2% on the week, up 10% versus the same week last year, and up 2.6% versus the same week in 2019. Ethanol production margins are absolutely fantastic. They're some of uh, the best that we've seen in years, uh, best since 2014, I think. The chart I have on my screen here is a Reuters calculation, and I think they're just using spot prices for corn and and natural gas and ethanol. But um, most plants, I think, around the country are able to clear a dollar per gallon in profits, if not more than that. And that will continue to drive uh, basis levels, will continue to drive uh, the futures market to some extent. We've got abnormally strong basis seasonally. I mean, how often do you see corn?
corn prices at, at levels that are this profitable. Plus, you've got fantastic basis um, with with a really good national crop, barring a few areas. I mean, it's it's really pretty impressive. And ethanol has a lot to do with that. The fact that the ethanol producer can just make a ton of money here. So uh, that continues. And one of the positives is that ethanol stocks uh, were lower last week. So despite the fact that we're grinding all this corn for ethanol, we're not building stocks. Ethanol stocks seasonally are the lowest in five years. So that implies that we're using the ethanol that we're producing. A lot of people have questions about that ethanol stocks issue, and I don't, uh, I'm not an expert on that situation by any means. Heavy rains in Argentina have boosted crop potential there. Uh, Reuters had a quote from one analyst. Um, he said this, the rains in mid-October and early November put a stop to the drought that was worrying the market. The showers came at an ideal time for wheat, right as crops were entering key stages of developments. This is a private analyst named Pablo Adriani. Uh, I like him. He, he went on to project what he called a super record wheat crop of 23 million metric tons. That would eclipse the previous record for Argentina by 20% or more than that. Um, the rains have also been a positive factor for uh, corn and soybean potential, uh, crop potential. So Argentina is in good shape. Brazil is largely in good shape. Um, South America, uh, despite all this uh, talk of, of you know drier weather, they've caught a ton of rain, uh, all the potential for huge crops down there. Ukraine is not considering further wheat export restrictions. An ag ministry official had some comments yesterday, uh, said that there could be some sort of action taken later in the season if the pace of exports remain too fast. Um, he said this, if the export tempo remains the same, if 90% of the quota is exported by March, for example, then we will need to go into daily discussions with traders. We want to be open to the highest possible level of exports, but of course, not at the cost of domestic consumption. Our population is not wealthy enough to support high prices. So you've still got, I mean, they say they're not going to do anything right now and they're probably not, but you've got all this talk from these big exporters, Russia and Ukraine in particular regarding, you know, either restrictions or the potential for restrictions. Restrictions, depending on the situation, um, this these these shortages uh, are an issue here that that open up the door to these sort of restrictions. The global wheat situation is the tightest in five or six years. The U.S. the U.S. wheat situation, I think, is the tightest in about eight years, based on the stocks to use ratios, at least. Crude oil has been under some pressure, traded its lowest level in five weeks overnight. Your nearby January WTI traded uh, below $77 per barrel for the first time since, I think, October 7th. Um, the Biden administration is requesting a uh, global coordinated effort to uh, open up some oil reserves, and it sounds like China is going to do just that. Now, OPEC continues in its refusal to increase production despite requests. Um, a lot of this is is politically motivated. There's a lot of political pressure here for the White House and for the Biden administration to knock down gas prices. Uh, the oil chart is is pretty crazy. This is one of those crazy charts that's going to go down in history as part of the COVID era when prices traded negative in April of 2020. And then we saw this massive rebound because we had a huge economic recovery, economic activity resumed at a quicker pace than oil production. Essentially, you went from negative prices in April of 2020 to, you know, north of $85 per barrel, uh, just what a couple weeks ago. So it's been pretty crazy. Uh, gas prices, 
uh, very high. This is a week old. I think the number's 342 as of this morning, uh, national average gas price. But uh, that's the highest since, you know, 2014. And there's a lot of political pressure here. Uh, people want lower gas prices. They don't like this inflation. It's not like we haven't been in this uh, territory before. I mean, we were here for years uh, from, you know, 2010 through 2013 or 14 in terms of gas prices. So it's not anything that we haven't seen, but uh, people don't like it. We do have an export sales report this morning at 730. Corn sales expected. 800 to 1.4 million uh, soybean sales expected a million to 1.6 wheat sales expected 250 to 500 cattle market was mixed yesterday we had fat cattle mostly higher feeder cattle more of a mixed affair there was some cash cattle 131 to 132 we'll see what develops today in the outside markets uh, the u.s dollar is marginally lower but has been uh, very strong s p's up 12 the dow's up 30 points bonds up a little bit precious metals off just a little bit uh, the january wti crude contract down 53 cents at 77.02 Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.